When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I found you Cause I found you I found you Cause I found you well, It's a bit like a nightclub in here this afternoon with Joey Bell, DJ Joey Joe on the desk. Um, I've been previewing this all day. I know Ian Smith will be listening in as well when I told him we had uh, Janie Hudgel on the show, uh, known to New Zealanders probably uh, more commonly as Janie Parkhouse, and of course she was involved in the 1974 Commonwealth Games swimming for New Zealand. Now going into the 800 metres, uh, Janie held the national record at 9 minutes 26. Then in the heats, she swam 9 minutes 4, that's 22 seconds faster, and then she got to the final, and this happened. And that's the Australians against the one New Zealander and Tarrell's really got them shot to bits I think with 50 to go. I think Tarrell's got them and listen to that crowd, they've got them up inside. Janie's got a good sprint, she just may be able to get in there amongst the medals. That's Tarrell with 25 to go. Let's have a look at the other swimmers, let's see how they go. And Parkhouse running the race of the life, and Parkhouse is in with a chance. It's Parkhouse, and Janie Parkhouse is there to win the gold medal. It's Parkhouse all the way. The tournament closed. I think she's done it. Parkhouse has won. Can she believe it? And she's broken five minutes. And she's won 858.4. So yes, under nine minutes there, and it was interesting, with 50 metres to go, the commentators said Janie might get into the medals. Well, bugger them, she ran a 30-second last 50 and got the gold medal. She joins us now. Janie, welcome in. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. What's it like listening to that all these years later? Oh, you know, it still gives me goosebumps, actually. <laughs> and I think that the crowd was just so loud, and um, yeah, I, I, I really like hearing it. It's I hear it less and less now, of course. <laughs> well, I'm, pl- I'm pleased you got to hear it again. And, and, of course, going into that final, in fact, I'll go a step back. Leading into the 1974 Commonwealth Games, I read reports that uh, there was a feeling that you might have just snuck into the New Zealand team, but your dad gave you a kick up the bum. <laughs> Pretty much right, yeah. I'd, I'd actually wanted to quit swimming that year before because I wasn't having a great season and um, my dad said look come on look it's give it one more go it's in your hometown it's in Christchurch let's just get stuck in so I did do that and and I did just I still crapped out pretty badly in the um, in the um, trials and the you know to go into the games and I was just very lucky to be put into it and in fact I wasn't even entered in for my 800 or the 400 because I swam so badly at the trials so uh, you know, I just was put in for the 100 free and the relay. And then so during the six-week training camp that we had, which was fantastic because this is the first chance we had to swim long course metres, uh, a 50-metre pool at QE2 for our for training 
ever. <laughs> and so that really was fantastic. And um, we had great team spirit. And I just, you know, halfway through, they said, well, let's do a time trial, see if we can put you in the 800. And so I broke my New Zealand record. I think it did 924. And they said, well, we'll put you in 100, 200, 400, 800 and two relays. Why not? You know, go for it. <laughs> did you swim <laughs> in them all? Did you not sw- crossing it anymore. Did you swim in them all, Janie? Yes, I did. I finaled in all the uh, individual events. I, I, a fourth and a fifth uh, and the 200 and the 100. And I think it was fourth and fifth or maybe it was fifth and sixth. But I made the finals and, yeah, so pretty exciting times really a full calendar but i really loved it yeah and it was you know there's there's so many fond memories from the 74 games you know a lot of people talk about dick taylor they talk about the filbert by john walker one but um you know i don't know if you were comfortable with the moniker but you were called the darling of the commonwealth games and that beam <laughs> that beaming smile no cap just went in there and ripped it yeah yeah no cap no goggles and that was the first time we'd ever worn lycra. Um, we only had nylon togs before that with the big flap at the front, you know. <laughs> it was very, very revealing. We felt very exposed. <laughs> now, you were trained by and large by your dad, who yes. who, who, who sort of liked the Arthur Lydiard principle of, of running. And so was he putting you in the pool when you were doing big, big miles? Yes, we were. Um, he had... Ours was sort of a middle distance, longer distance sort of program that he ran. And um, that's probably why, you know, I I never really did the sprints much. But um, I I do recall, though, before the Commonwealth Games, my dad um, knew that I had to be able to sprint because I was in this, you know, I'd been put in the hundred. So, and the relay, so he said, it's time you get that sprinting going. So he, he made me practice a six-beat kick, which I'd never done before, which is a sprinter's kick, much faster kick. And I was normally a bit of a two-beat kicker in the longer races. So I, I kind of mastered that. And and before the Games, we, we also had another trial for the who would go in what position in the relay. And, and, uh, and, I, broke, and I did 60.3, and I'd only done 63 before that. So that was another New Zealand record. And so I kind of knew I had this and I had the speed and I had the stamina you know which is good to have all of those things and because uh, because that 50 meter um, at the end was when I turned on that six beat kick and that's what won it for me actually uh, yeah absolutely and of course before the 74 Commonwealth Games you went to the 1972 Olympics as a 16 year old and of course the, this yep. day this day and age that's probably not thought too much of but back then it must have been a big thing for a 16 year old to go to the other side of the world represent your country at, at the biggest sporting event in the globe yeah it certainly was it was an unbelievable event and um, you know we had the likes of Shane Gould and Mark Spitz swimming and so they watching those great swimmers and all the Americans and Europeans really inspired me and um, you know made me more hungry to, to keep going and uh, it was a wonderful experience um, I was just outside my New Zealand records when I swam and I think it was mainly nerves but um, a wonderful experience indeed now I think there was only six women on that team um, and three of us were the swimmers uh, and the rest were athletes so it was a pretty we're a pretty small crew of ladies there. <laughs> and while you were 16 and then you were 17 at the 74 Commonwealth Games, your main opposition, incredibly, were three Australians aged 14, 14 and the world record holder, 13. I can't get my head around it's, that. 
I know. <laughs> I know the Aussies have always produced those sort of young, brilliant swimmers, and and you know, and I look at I look at when I go to Australia, I can you can almost see why because on every corner there's a 50 meter beautiful outdoor pool mm. that they can swim all year round, and because of the weather's great and most parts and um yeah they were phenomenal all, all coached i think they were all coached by ford carlisle of top three girls and uh yeah they were they were just like windmills and really tiny little things but they could go 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 wind them up and off they went as the commonwealth games built and i, and I mentioned you went in your heat you went 22 seconds faster than new zealand record which is ridiculous and then another yeah. six seconds faster in the final so that's 28 seconds yeah. in a meet um did the times let alone the gold medal but did the times when you turn around after your heat and you look up and go my god what have i just done yeah I- it certainly was. Uh, mind you, you see, in, in training leading up to that, I've been doing bro- broken 800s, you know, swimming 100 with 10 seconds rest, and I was kind of trying to get my um, pace right for for doing that sort of a swim, sort of around nine minutes, and uh, and I started to feel good about that going into the race. So when I did 9.04, I was surprised, I must admit. <laughs> I thought, oh, well, that's pretty good. I, I, I felt confident, and that gave me confidence that... You know, for the final, it was just a matter of, um, I mean, I knew these girls were world record holder and all of that very close together and that they would be watching each other and they probably weren't paying much attention to me, which played in my favour because I just kind of hung in there and I felt really comfortable the whole way. Um, And as they went, you know, I was fourth going into that last turn, but I kind of really was confident I could catch them with that last 50 and that six-beat kick, you, you knew that you had that in your arsenal as well. So turning fourth, yeah. feeling confident you could win, that must be quite an amazing feeling because you're in the water for nine minutes, so you've got a lot of time to think and strategize. And, and I was sort of yeah. thinking, like, in my teenage years, I did a bit of competitive swimming, and you just think, you're not, you know, you might be in a 400 and you've done 200, think, man, I feel good, and the temptation's to go then. So it must take some discipline yeah. not to go for you in an 800. Yes, indeed. And we, we had always, my dad had always trained us to, to be a pretty even split and sometimes negative split, which you don't really see very often now, but that's going out slower than you come back. And we, we practiced that in training a lot. So our back end was always really, really strong. We never, we you know, none of us ever um, in our squad would fade at the end. And Pick was really disappointed if we did. <laughs> so, um, yeah, he worked hard on that and, uh, you know, on that back end and always coming back hard and keeping it even pace and not worrying about the competition, just do your own race. And I think that's a key. Um, the Aussies in the crowd would, were predicting a one, two, three. Uh, the, yeah. and and the noise was incredible. I feel like the first <laughs> the first seven hundred meters, the noise was coming from the Australians, and then the potential yeah. of you. And I almost felt like the New Zealand crowd took over after that. And I've you know never swum in front of people like that. You you must have heard it every breath, or was it every stroke? Oh, every every breath I could hear it, um, and yeah, I mean it was it was deafening, uh, and and an interesting story about that. My my husband, my now husband, who was then um, my boyfriend, <laughs> he was sitting up in the stands with my mother, and they were surrounded by Aussies, and um, 
and he had written number one beside my um, name because he was very confident, <laughs> more confident than me. And my mum kept saying, oh, shush, shush, don't say anything, don't say anything. And all these Aussies around and they're saying, oh, it's a one, two, three, one, two, three. And then when I won, they were quite silent. My husband, now husband, stood up and said, and this is her mother. <laughs> <laughs> He's very proud of that. <laughs> Put those Aussies in their place. <laughs> uh, that made it even more special whenever we beat the Aussies. We love the Aussies, but we love to beat them just we a little do. bit more. Oh, we do, we do. <laughs> and that, that yeah, moment... No, a great competition. Yeah, mm. that, that moment, like you've touched the ball, you've turned around, the commentators were confident, the public wasn't because it ended up being 0.04 of a second. It was virtu- virtually yeah. nothing. But just that moment and uh, you turned around, you put your arms over the, over the lane guides and you gave a little wave and there was joy and disbelief in your face. C- can you recall sort of maybe that minute uh, and then out of the pool and walking around just what you were going through? Yeah, it, it was um, it was just such a relief to get it done and to do the job and to actually make make my place in the team, you know, validate my place in the team because I was very conscious of that leading into it, that I was pretty lucky to get in the team. I wanted to do it not just for me but for my dad who was just has just been an incredible supporter, was an incredible support in my family. And all, all the people, you know, my club, my Whanui club that had always raised money to send us on trips and um, bottle drives and things like that. So there's a lot of emotion going on. You know, it is nearly 50 years, so it's hard to, a little hard to remember, but it, it, was, it was more a relief and thank goodness, you know, I've got the job done and um, fantastic and move on to the next race, really, refocus. Mm. And, of course, on that day as well, Mark Treffers won a gold medal for New yeah. Zealand as well in the pool, and you too became, you know, the golden duo on a golden day. Um, was, was his medal predicted? Uh, not in, not in that 400 IM. I mean, you know, he got the silver in the 1500, and then the, the but the 400 IM was really out of the box because Mark had never really done 400 IM as much before. But he'd been working on his breaststroke. My dad once again got him working on his breaststroke, and and he just put it all together. It was incredible. And I watched that. I think I was back at the village, and I watched that. Um, I trying to remember the timing, but because I was on that night. And I, I was so fired up about Mark. <laughs> but, and that obviously, you know, inspired me as well. And and watching Dick Taylor the day before and things, very exciting. Yeah, because Mark Trevers, I think he was either in lane two or lane seven, which suggests mm. he was in the bottom half of the qualifying times and, and then he, and he destroyed the field. Now, you had a sleep. Yeah. And then you had a you had a race the next day, the four hundred, uh, the four hundred yeah. meters the next night. But you had a special lunch in between. Tell us about that. I did. I did. We got an invitation. Some of the um, gold medalists got invitations to go to have lunch with the Queen and the Duke of Edinburgh on board the Britannia, wow. uh, the Royal Yacht. And so I thought, well, you know, normally I think these days. You know, someone's got a final that night. They'd say, "All oh, the coaches say, you stay home, you rest." But my dad <laughs> said, "You know, if you if you want to do it, you go." I thought, "Well, I'm never going to get this chance again." So I went and um, sat next to the, you know, Prince. I guess he's Duke of Edinburgh, wasn't he then, Prince Philip or whatever? And um, across across the table from 
from Her Majesty the Queen and um, they were so gracious and she was very concerned when she knew I had my 400. She said, well, I hope the food doesn't upset you. <laughs> and I said, look, it'll be fine, I'm sure. So, but, you know, I still blame her for getting only the bronze. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? What Was it caviar and, and creme fraiche? Yeah, I can't really look, look. Yeah, I can't remember, but I was kind of, constantly thinking well which plum and fork do I use now you know it was all silver service and and very formal but it was just beautiful like such an experience yeah so you're age 17 you've won a gold medal in your home city you've won a bronze medal it's been incredibly successful memorable commonwealth games for New Zealand after the euphoria after the games finished we had the closing ceremony the story started to die down did you reassess what you wanted to do after that Yes, I did. And, and as you say, I was still only 17, but um, nearly heading to 18 in, in that April. And I, I just, you know, I, I didn't know if I wanted to continue for another four years or two years to the Olympics. I just didn't really, I, did, I sort of had enough. Mm. Even though I was young, it was a different time back then. There was, you know, obviously no money in sport. There was no way you can be a professional athlete. And, and we had to, I had to think about what am I going to do with the rest of my life. And um, so I swam for a little while. I, I swam at the New Zealand Games in 1975. And then after that, I just didn't really have the heart for it. And so when, when you're like that, you just, you know, there's no point in hanging in there. So I, I stopped swimming and I've never regretted it. I felt I achieved uh, what I set out to do with those Commonwealth Games. It would have been nice if it had been an Olympics, but it just <laughs> wasn't. So, yeah, so now I'm a good spectator. <laughs> so in a, in a Reader's Digest version, what's what's Janie been up to since uh, from 18 to now? What sort of path have you oh followed? Oh, my gosh. Yes, well, I married that guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> he put one next to your that name? Yeah, yeah, who who was in, in with all these Aussies there. And um we lived in Canada for a while and we came back to New Zealand and had our had two children. Um I've got two grandchildren grandsons. Um I'm yeah, we have an insurance brokerage, but that's a whole other thing. I'm pretty much retired from that. Don't do much, I pretend I do. <laughs> uh and then uh what else have I done? Oh, I'm currently the president uh, the current president of Swimming New Zealand, which is a really different um activity for me to be involved on that side of the the desk. Yeah. I love I love it when athletes haven't had roles in governance and then they jump in, fresh ideas, yes. fresh perspectives, don't have the lingo, you just tell it how it is. Is that what happened with you? Yeah. Well, it is a bit like that, yes. Um, yeah, I think <laughs> it's funny. I, you know, I don't have voting rights, obviously, on the board as the president. It's, um, it's just more a little bit of a title. But I feel, I feel, you know, they appreciate comments I make. They appreciate a perspective, perhaps, from back in the day and because sometimes you don't want to let go of all the past um, and it can be valuable lessons learned. I mean, and when I when I was swimming, there was always a bit of a them and us, you know, we never, we were always a bit suspicious of the organisation as we called it and, hmm. <laughs> you know, and the, the coaches were always a little bit, you know, wary of it. But I, what I'm finding is just a great bunch of um people on the board and I'm really enjoying it you know it's a different experience it's not too taxing for me and um, yeah it's interesting to see how the wheels work in there because there's a, a lot, lot going on all the time.
Mm, brilliant. Well, you're, you're Janie Hudgel now, but in 1974, you were Janie Parkhouse, and to a lot of people, you'll always be the Janie Parkhouse, first time wearing lycra, no goggles, no cap, and the, gold, <laughs> the golden smile of one of the best uh, best events that's been held in New Zealand. So I just wanted to thank you on behalf of me and all in New Zealand. Uh, that's an indelible print on New Zealand's sporting history landscape, the gold medal and the bronze and the lunch with the Queen. Uh, fantastic stories, Janie. Thanks heaps for everything you did back then and continue to do now. And thanks for coming on today. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me, Mark. There she is, Janie Hudgel, um, probably better known as Janie Parkhouse, 1974, 800 metre gold medal in the QE2 pool. And she's got streets and parks named after her now. Here's Janie. These the Christchurch people will know them, I'd imagine. But what a time in New Zealand sporting history. Hope you enjoyed the chat with Janie as much as I did. We'll have a break and we'll come back after that.